This is um, Biblical Soul Care Sunday School class, and we're in the middle of our study of the fruit of the Spirit. So we are on kindness today, but I thought we'd kind of pull back just a little bit. And I just, in the first five that we've done, just ask a little bit of uh, discussion here. What has been of the first of love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness? Which one has been your favorite? All of them. All of them. Oh, that's A plus for heaven. Is there one in particular that has always been something you've enjoyed thinking about, learning about, doing um, in your experience, your walk with the Lord? Love. Love? Because... Um, like, because it kind of reverts back to the first of the spirit, love is patient, love is kind. Mm-hmm. And, like, does that envy or boast? It does not seek its own. Mm-hmm. That's from the one I wrote that. Yeah. So, Judy's saying love. And that's, if you're going to choose one, you know, <laughs> choose that one. All right. Um, anyone else? Any comments on your favorite fruit? What about ones that are, that are harder? Who, if you want to be brave and share, which one of those that we've studied so far has been difficult? The one where you feel like you have the most room for growth. Carol? Patience. 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 I couldn't even wait to get (laughs) it. Wait for me to finish the question. Uh, Yeah. So patience is a, yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the spirit. Anyone else? For me, it's joy. Um, it's something I've tried to pursue, you know, all my life, and get a real grasp about how I can be joyful all the time because of what's been given me. Mm-hmm. And yet, there are so many things that just rob it. From yeah. Yeah, I think if we if we could go down the list of all these virtues and we can think of how difficult it is in the, the culture it seems to be the opposite of every one of these. So joy, it, we have a complaining, kind of ungrateful culture. And I think that's just human fallenness and sin. Um, but yeah, it is, it is difficult sometimes to have joy in all circumstances. Anyone else? I like I like joy also. It's uh, we're told to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says rejoice, pray, and give thanks. So it's it's sort of a reminder. Many times we just naturally don't feel joy for whatever reason. Things happening in our lives, whatever, mm-hmm. and that's sort of a, an adjustment point. Is uh, rejoice and have joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> What happens if you just neglect the one that's hard for you? What if you just don't have joy, or don't have patience, don't have peace? And you can't love as easily, or it's not as genuine. Mm-hmm. Can you can you have love and joy and patience, but not have peace? Yes and no, because, yeah, because, I mean, 
I feel like peace kind of comes with those things, you know? Mm. Like it's just a natural follow-up. But sometimes there might be other things causing you to not have peace at the time. Um, But like that's usually, it's like you'll have peace, but you won't have peace. Mm. You know, you have God's undescribable (coughs) peace because you know that he is good and he is caring, but you also don't have peace because your child just broke their leg. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so there, there's a sense in which like, the, these are, these lists of virtues are the one fruit of the Spirit. So if you have the Spirit indwelling in you, you're going to have these things. That doesn't mean we walk in, in, you know, in communion with the Lord all the time and that we're experiencing God's peace as we, as we should and as it is offered to us and is available to us. Um, but if to, to just not, for me, just, I, don't, I don't think patience is all that important. I mean, I'm just going to, I'll be loving, you know, I'll love people, I have joy, but pay, the people, they just, you know, they get under my skin and I don't want to deal with them. So I'm just not going to have patience. I can do that, right? You can't do that. So we, we can't look at the list and say, I like most of those. I really like joy. Joy is fun. <clears throat> but... The patience part. If if I don't look to grow the fruit of patience and pray to the Spirit to help me to to produce patience in my life, then I, then that says something about my walk with the Lord. Um, I, I've kind of realized as I've studied and, and was preparing and thinking for this morning. Um, a lot of these things, I have a tendency, I don't know if you're, if you're the same, but I have a t- this tendency to, to think of it as just, do, do I love the Lord? Do I have joy in the Lord, peace in the Lord, patience to wait on the Lord? But really, that's, that's not the context of our, our scripture here is, yes, those things, but the fruit of the Spirit is shown to people. And kindness in particular is, is this desire to seek the good of people that that's kindness i can't be kind if i stay away from people well i don't i don't cuss at people i don't you know do don't drag all crazy when they cut me off i don't i don't do the bad things to people so i'm kind that that's not what kindness is kindness and love and joy and peace and patience those are things that are displayed and they are done to And, and especially kindness. I, I, I think kindness is, was one of them for me that has been tricky because like I, I briefly mentioned last week, I, I have this, whenever you say kindness, just be kind, I guess, like I get, because I, I'm, I'm used to hearing that in our culture. And we talked last week about when you hear kindness, a lot of times in our culture, kindness is just don't offend anybody. Um, is don't tell anybody the truth if it might hurt their feelings. <coughs> If it might contradict their lifestyle, uh, kindness is just accepting everybody and tolerating everything. And and biblically, that's not kind. Right? If we do that, we just watch them march to judgment and in eternity in hell. There are people who call themselves Christians who do all kinds of really ungodly, wicked things. Okay. So there are churches that are, for example, gay-affirming churches, right? That 
that is telling someone that they are right with God while they are doing something that is sinful against him. And that unrepentant sin, whatever the lifestyle, unrepentant sin puts your soul in eternal danger. So that is not kind to just tolerate and celebrate sinful things that God says will be judged. So, but kindness, rather than, is for me to look to people and have this heart disposition to do them good. And, it, and it's all the time. It's kind of this enduring desire to bless people, to do what it makes for good in their soul. So that is what kindness is that we're talking about here. And we got to the point, let's see, um, page five in your notes. And just a little bit more to review. We defined kindness as it was this goodness of heart that, that actively seeks the welfare, the good of other people. Um, and, and it was demonstrated by God over and over and over in Scripture. One of the verses that we read is Exodus 34, 6 through 7. The Lord passed before him, before Moses, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And that's the Old Testament translation of hesed, that, that faithful love, that kindness that God has, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity on the fa- of the fathers on the children to the, and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So we, have, we see God's kindness all over the scripture. And then in the New Testament, let me get my pages straight here, um, Ephesians 2, 5 through 8, we talked about this. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, verse 7, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. So God is kind to us. Even though we've rejected him and we've rebelled, he is kind, and he is going to Show the immeasurable riches of his grace to us in Christ Jesus for all eternity. And that, that's the kindness of God. Who deserves that? None of us. And yet, in his kindness, he saves and blesses us for eternity. It's, it's a, an amazing God we have, an amazing kindness we've been shown. And then we talked about, we're ready for, in Job chapter 6, this was an interesting um, verse. This is in the middle of, of Job answering his friends, who were being very good friends, who were not um, teaching him or reminding him of good theology. They were saying, hey, you've obviously messed something up. Just repent, and God will stop. And Job, in a response to one of his friends, in verse 14, 
Because this is what his friends were doing. He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. So, I'll read that again. That's interesting. He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. So if you fill in that blank there, refusal or neglect of kindness shows a lack of what? Joe? Love. Yeah. So, and specifically there. Fear of God. Fear of God. Yeah, if I fear the Lord, I will show kindness. It's interesting. So whenever I'm not kind to people, whenever I just don't care if somebody is struggling or ah, somebody else will help them, somebody else will do good to them, I'm showing this, this lack of the fear of the Lord, the lack of reverence and awe for God. It's definitely not how God has treated <coughs> Finally, here we have in Ephesians 4.32, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. It's a very commonly quoted verse at our house with children. Hey, <laughs> be kind to one another, tenderhearted. This is a, a command... It's not an option that, that Paul is giving the church at Ephesus. Be kind to one another. So, far from this warm and fuzzy kindness that never offends, reproves, biblical kindness from biblical Christians requires strength and love together to seek the good of people. We see that kindness is active and purposeful, and finally, this morning, we're going to look at a few biblical portraits of kindness in Scripture. Here's some examples that we see. 2 Samuel 9, 3. And the king said, this is King David, And the king said, Is there not still someone in the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan, and he is crippled in his feet. Skipping down to 6. And Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold, I am your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat at my table always. And he paid homage and said, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? What makes David's action there surprising? He should have had all of Saul's house put to death so they wouldn't take the throne. Mm -hmm. And he brings them in. Yeah, it, it would be customary and right you know, to eliminate the dangers to the throne to just kill all of Saul's family. Saul would have done that if the places were reversed, right? All of David's family would have been killed. So, how does David show kindness? I believe he gave uh, 
Bill's plan to known to Jill Beth and that others farm the land that takes care of them and would yeah. sit at the king's table. Yeah, it would it would be I mean, in my view, it'd be kindest to let him live, right? Well, that's nice. He didn't kill him. Not only did he not kill him, he gave him Saul's land. Okay, this is your, restoring that to his family. What else does he do? Well, just that he seeks after them. Like, it was active. He could have just let them be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm seeking to bless them. That's an interesting, that's an amazing question. Is there not still someone in the house of Saul, my enemy, that I may show the kindness of God to him? He didn't know about Mephibosheth. I say it wrong. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Didn't know about him. But sought out someone to bless him, to show him kindness, restore the land. And then one last thing, what else does he do? Some like family says you're gonna eat at my table. You're gonna eat at my table. To eat at the king's table. Wow. What would be like a modern equivalent to that? Have you ever seen something like this? This would be how we could show somebody the kindness of God. This is a great example. Have you ever sought out someone who has wronged you or slandered you, did something really bad, and sought to show them kindness? Or someone in their family? Someone who rejected you somehow, did something really mean, and then they needed your help with something later. It's kind of it's something to think about. Is I don't, I've, I've got nothing like David did. Like he's running for his life, and then, you know, and then he wants to bless someone. Part of it is because he says, for the sake of Jonathan. Who you love? What about that? Have you ever seen someone? Have you ever so loved a dear friend, a brother, or sister in Christ? You've wanted, you loved them, and you want to show goodness, kindness to their children or their um, someone who is related to them in some way. That that's a deep love that David had for Jonathan. It also shows reassurance in God. Um, that he reassurance in the fact that God anointed him and put him on the throne because the reason that they killed the whole family was out of fear of losing the throne so he was not afraid of that he knew that God would sustain him and everything would work toward God's good mm -hmm. so he wasn't afraid to keep his family alive mm -hmm. yeah so when you trust that God promised hey I'm one of my descendants is going to be on the throne forever. So I can show kindness to Mephibosheth. Yeah? I think we can show love, you know, where you just said the example, like, if you ever love somebody so much that you want to extend that love to. So 
loving the loves of the ones you love. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but we need to remember that that's also for God. I mean, we love what he loves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just because somebody has offended me, <laughs> it says nothing about what God feels about that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we've talked also about, especially in the church, in the body of Christ, Christ died for each of them. And if Christ loves them that much, I can show kindness to them. Even if their preferences are not the same as mine, even if they get on my nerves a little bit, you know, if we disagree on a lot of things, but if Christ died for that one, he loves them. And if I love Christ, I can love them. I can show kindness to them. This is also a, a example of, of David keeping his promise to Jonathan earlier mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. because he would um, when they when they parted ways, he promised to take care of his descendants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to think, think of like your closest, dearest friend. You've known the longest and you've gone through a lot of things with them. How can you <coughs> show them kindness? Even if they perhaps have passed on. Maybe they've, they've died. To show kindness as David showed kindness. a great witness to the kindness that we know, that we've experienced the kindness of God ourselves and that we want to be like Him. Let's look at Matthew 25. Verse 34 through 36. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. So how do Christians demonstrate kindness according to this text? Providing for physical needs. Yeah. Sometimes that gets a bad rap because we're like, well, sometimes people, they just, they want to meet those needs, but they don't want to tell the truth. Well, and then sometimes my, my reaction to that was, well, I'll just tell them the truth. Spiritual needs, just preach the gospel to them. Tell them you're a sinner. You need, you need Jesus. But there is, we need to do both. <laughs> there's both the preaching of the truth, the telling of the truth, and there's the loving and serving and meeting needs of people. So they were giving food and water, clothing. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. This is that's something that we can do this morning when we go into the main service. There are new people who come into our church who are strangers to our body and welcome them. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Meeting those needs of people is a way to show kindness. Any other comments on that one? 
go to that last text. We have Luke chapter 15. This is the prodigal son. And you know how it goes. He wants his inheritance right now. Basically saying to his dad, I, I wish you were dead so I could have your stuff. So go ahead and just give it to me. <coughs> Goes and wastes it all. And then he finally comes to his senses. Verse 20, and he rose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. <coughs> and the son said to, his, to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Why is the father's response to the son so shocking, especially to the original audience? How are you supposed to treat your, your father? Especially, and this is an honor society. And he's been dishonored, and so he has every right to put that kid off. Mm -hmm. But he's actively looking for him, and as soon as he sees him, he he initiates, he mm -hmm. runs, you know, um, and forgives him, and not only forgives him but lavishes him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And my understanding is that, like, in that <coughs> honor culture, you don't run if you're the you're the the patriarch of the family. So, out of love and compassion for his son, he's looking for him and runs to him when he sees him. Brings, bring the best robe and put it on him. So stingy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to get it dirty, though. He hasn't even had a bath yet. He's gonna, like, give him the second best one, and then after he's had a bath. No, the best robe, put it on him. Sandals, the ring. You think of a modern day equivalent to this one. Well, to then that audience, you know, shame is what he brought. You do not allow that son to bring shame back. I mean, to embrace that back. Mm -hmm. You'd have to have him earn some penance of some sort to that audience, that culture, them too. Mm -hmm. And they never would have embraced him. He'd have never shocking to him. Yeah. Is there is there a limit to the compassion that I would have for my own children? What would they do that would be crossing the line? Could they dishonor me like like this and I still respond to them like this father? <coughs> Imagine that like the we see sometimes in, in the news, I, I think of a prominent um 
preacher who has a son who has outright rejected God and walked away and kind of mocks his dad, very well-known pastor, um, mocks him, is an enemy of the faith, makes videos all the time belittling Christianity, Christian doctrine, like that, it, and, and Lord willing, I mean, pray for that, that young man who's not super young anymore, but, but pray for him that he would repent. How would his father respond to him? It would say a lot about that father, right? If you watch him, that if that man repents and seeks to be reconciled with his father, how, how his father responds to him. Can you think of another one? How, how would it, where would we see this kind of love be necessary? I had a friend who adopted a young lady when she was a teenager when she adopted her. And um, she raised her like her own. I think she was 13 or something when she adopted her. When she turned 18, she moved out and everything, but she went out with a really bad crowd. <coughs> and um, she came, this, my friend came home one day and her house was straight up robbed and mm -hmm. everything valuable was taken. And of course she knew all the hidey holes because she'd been living there for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she was just gone, you know, and never heard from her for like five, six years, something crazy. And then uh, she came back one night, like in tears and broken, and she still took her back into her house after that, mm -hmm. trusting that, you know, if she did try to rob her again, <laughs> you know, that no, in this moment, she just needs my love, she needs my care. And so, um, anyway, I thought that that was really inspiring. Mm -hmm that she would do that still after so much had been taken. Like, mm -hmm. we're talking thousands of dollars of stuff, right? So, it was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good example. To be, yeah, kind of, that's a betrayal, right? Yeah. I've loved this person. They know all the things in my house that I really cherish and love. This is a very special thing to me. And to take that and sold it and then just left. And then someday, needs help again and comes back and will we show them kindness for that that's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard for me i'm just gonna be honest with you that's gonna be hard so but if i love the lord that doesn't mean that i necessarily there's and there can be wisdom there i'm not saying that you just say hey I'm glad you're back. Here's all the other stuff that we've got. Replace the stuff that you sold. Yeah, you, know, you don't necessarily do that, but out of a love for them. And this is this is the hard thing, and that I've related to when I was commenting earlier. That the fruits that we're talking about, these lists, this list of the fruit of the spirit, um, it is directed toward people, and it's motivated by a love for the Lord and a love for people. It's like it's hard to to force this. It'd be possible for me to be like. Okay, I know that a Christian man would not just like backhand him and sit him out and do so I'm just gonna let him stay here, but I'm gonna be, you know, a cold shoulder. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can sleep on the floor in your old room. You know, haven't been able to buy a bed to replace you know this, <laughs> I, there'd be temptation for me to bring up that stuff to make sure that they remember and you better not do that again. And you better like that remind that is not the kindness of God. Imagine if God did that to us. Well, I'll, I'll save you, but you better remember that time you took my name in vain to all those people. 
and the time that you did that X, Y, like the forgiveness and the kindness of God is not like that. Abounding and steadfast love, not the bare minimum, just enough so that he doesn't strike me dead. That's not what God does to me. You bring back the point of repentance. If he's repenting, boy, yeah, we embrace him and hug him. Mm-hmm. Let's say they come back and have a little disrespect for you. You know you're my dad. He'll take me in. You disrespected the father. You still come into the house. Mm-hmm. Open the door for him. There's a measure there in your mind where will he respect the laws or the rules of our house? If he doesn't, you know, I'm just thinking outside the box here. Yeah, yeah. How far do we go to show that kindness? And not to say I wouldn't, you would. <coughs> exalt the holiness that God did us. And we open the door for lying in. Now if he breaks the rules of the house, it's a different story. But we would open the door and show compassion. Love, can you, where can you shut the door in kindness? <clears throat> I don't think necessarily, because that's what he might say to you. Hey, Dad, you're supposed to be Christian. Let me in. In kindness. And what is kindness? It is the condition of my heart that I want the good and the welfare, the blessing for this person. With that, I may decide, no, you can't stay here. It is not good for you to come here and dishonor continually to expect all of these. That is bad for your soul. That, that is not unkind necessarily so it, it is it is hard to to sometimes make that distinction but it does need to be made if the, in the same way that if, if someone is struggling with this sinful lifestyle for me to say uh, yeah you can be a Christian you know no kindness would say the scripture clearly teaches that you cannot continue in that lifestyle and be a Christian you cannot continue in that lifestyle and be right with God in a similar way to continually use people and to dishonor people and to disrespect and to trample over and expect everything to be given to me, that is not good for that person. That is not good for their soul. That is not good for even their life on earth. It's not good for them to do that. So we, we, it does not mean that you're not kind to say, no, you can't, you can't sleep here, but let me help you find some place in your love and your in your trying to be kind, show the kindness of God. You may let them say that. You may decide to do that. Um, but your motivation is the good and blessing and welfare of that person. And sometimes you will say no. You can't stay here. I love you. Uh, I want good things for you. But you continue to dishonor this and that the other thing you there are certain rules that we have for your good and you do not abide by them therefore you need for me to love you in this way so you have to go here I, I'm going to help you I'm going to be praying for you the whole time and there are ways that you can work through that but yeah that, that's the that's where I get um, you know I <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about when I say when I hear kindness just be kind Ugh. well Yes, be kind. Seek their good and welfare. And what is the best good for every person? To be reconciled to God 
know the truth, to love the Lord, if me allowing this person to live here for this time allows them to continue in their sinful lifestyle, to continue what they're doing, to dishonor and rebel against God, I'm not going to participate in that for their good. So, and, and the way, if that's really truly the desire of my heart to be kind to them, that will show it, that's, that's going to show in the way that I say that to them. I think something that really helps in, when you're in a situation like that is have, when you're in a good community and you can go to a friend and say, this is what I want to do, this is what I think I should do, and just allowing them to say, actually, that's really, that's way too harsh, or that's too light, yeah. or just, uh, because you can't see clearly often mm-hmm. in those situations. Yeah. And then, so yeah, we need the balance of telling the truth, and, and looking the, again at this parable, right? the father didn't wait for him to repent. I mean, there's a sense in which there's a repentance by coming back. But what if, what if the, the father didn't know that he was going to be sorry for it, and he just still ran out to him and loved him? Like, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of wisdom, and, and you, we do need to, to seek wisdom if we're struggling. I don't know if this is the right thing, if this is going to be for his good or for her good. My wife had a case, we had a case one time where we, we helped this person who was in real bad shape, and we helped him, and and gave him a place to stay. We had a cabin in the mountains, and he, uh, we gave him a place to stay. And he didn't, uh, didn't follow the rules. As a matter of fact, in, uh, in California, you go for 30 days by allowing someone to stay in your house. It's next to impossible to get them out, and it comes squatters. So I had, to, at the end of that 30 days, he didn't want to move. So I had to nicely help him move out of my house and so that's that's the downside of trying to we helped him but we did what we could for him and then we had to let him go mm-hmm. but we did find a place for him to live so mm-hmm. for, for a month so we weren't just throwing him out mm-hmm. but he was really different <laughs> yeah so and at the end of the day the, the Lord sees our heart and he will judge He's going to judge why we did what we did and why we didn't do what we didn't do. So he knows the motives better than we know them ourselves. So we pray for health. We pray for his wisdom. We pray for an abundance of the fruit of the Spirit, of this kindness and the patience and love. So, any other comments? Examples. I think that that uh, story is is it's pretty realistic. If you think about the brother who has had a mm-hmm. grudge, you, you, could, you can imagine sitting around that 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 meal, and the brother is, has a chip on his shoulder, like, "Hey, he just he just did this all wrong, and you know you're giving him all this stuff." And, I think that has to be similar to a, you know, your own Thanksgiving feast when you have a wayward family member that comes back and you're like, wait, hey, how's this work? You know, it's just, uh, I think it's just realistic examples. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, and the older brother's response. And, and does the father show the same kindness to the older brother as he does the younger brother? He, he does. He goes out to him. Come on, come. Your, your brother was dead, and now he's alive. So, that's a good, that's a good comment. That's a good thing to think about as we come to Thanksgiving season and Christmas, and we've got the family meals coming up, and there's going to be maybe some tension. Can you show the kindness of God? The same kindness that he showed to me by saving me, his patience with me, his abounding steadfast love. Extravagant kindness. The summary says, we, we see that God demands that his people show kindness in the same way that he does. He is kind and we are his children. We're to be like our Father, um, and He's actively doing good to others. Meditate on His kindness. Pray for the help of the Spirit to grow His fruit in our lives, and go seek the good and welfare of others. So we have a few minutes. We're going to end a little early um, this morning, but and we're just going to have some time from fellowship. But one thing to think about is we're, we're going to go into the main service. How can we show the kindness of God to others, both brothers and sisters or people who are... Um, new here, we don't know if they're believers or not. How can we do that? But take some take some time, fellowship together, and then we're going to go ahead and dismiss here. Thank you, everybody.